This is Alan Crosby, and you're listening to Farming on Mars. Hey guys, this is Sierra Weir, and I hope you all had a great Christmas. On this week's episode, I talked to Alan Crosby, who owned and operated Crosby County Pump and Machine for over 40 years, a business that his family started in the 1950s. He talked to me about how his business has helped farmers through the years, how to fit the right pump to the right well, and how to treat people right in business. So let's go ahead and jump into this week's episode. I sell and repair irrigation pumps. We give a full range of services to the farmer, not just the irrigation wells, but we also take care of their needs in other areas, uh, welding, uh, fixing broke parts, manufacturing new parts, helping people with their ideas, mostly to save them money. We only work about six months out of the year. In the other six months, we have to find other things to do to try to help us through. And... uh, we make a lot of a lot of things that uh, we can save the farmer money on, and we can make money, or you know, have have some income in the off season. How did you first get into the pump and machine business? My dad died when I was six. Mom remarried my stepdad, and he had moved here from. Durant, Oklahoma, and started a pump business. I think, well, in the beginning, he just had one rig, and uh, he had a partner, and him and his partner would actually go out on the rig, and they had one hand, uh, and they would pull pumps, and they'd take them somewhere to get them fixed, and then they'd put them back. in 60, and that was in 1953 when he started. In 1965, he recognized that that there was a, a good opportunity in repair of pumps and associated equipment. So he, uh, he bought some used equipment and put in a machine shop. And we... I went to work for him after I got out of high school in 65 and uh, worked in the shop mostly, but not all together. I worked on the rigs too, but uh, we went from, we fixed everything we could and we sold just a little bit of new stuff. And as time went by, the water went down. You know, the wells in the area didn't produce as much. And then we started uh, downsizing. Uh, We'd pull an 8-inch turbine pump out and maybe put a 5-inch turbine pump in. And as time went by and uh, the REA uh, started running lines in the country, well, we... uh, started putting in some mergeable pumps that had the had electric motor that was down hole. 
And since the time that started, the, the, the bigger pumps have gone away and it's nearly mostly submergible pumps now. Uh, we, <clears throat> we rebuild pumps, we do all kinds of things. And in the beginning, we had to outsource everything. And right now, uh, we do everything in-house. Uh, and we do everything outside with the exception of drilling wells. We quit in 1994. When I first went to work for Dad, About six months later, he had an uncle that had retired from a railroad shop in Tennessee. And he started probably at 11, 12 years old. And when he retired, he was a shop foreman at this roundhouse where they worked on cars and locomotives and stuff. And he was a machinist had a third grade education. One of the smartest men I've ever been around. I mean, he knew everything. And he had faith in himself. And he, he, he taught me that there's nothing that you can't fix. Uh, you know, that wouldn't be a over your head, so to speak, and there's nothing that doesn't have an answer. Not really. Anyway, uh, I got to work with him for about a year, and he taught me the basic skills of a, a machinist and how to work with some really antiquated tools that... Uh, nobody uses anymore, not even then. Um, I still got them. He gave them to me. And I still use them. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for him, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't know what I know today. That's, it was really cool. Really cool. I enjoyed coming to work just because of him. How have you seen things change over the years? Well, you know, we on the equipment side, we went from big turbine pumps to smaller turbine pumps to submergible pumps. Uh, that's That pretty much takes care of that. Uh, you mentioned water quality. Maybe... Ten years ago, I started picking up on something, uh, uh, a pump that's down in the water. The bolts, if you pull the pump out, the, the heads of the bolts were eroded. The wrench wouldn't fit. Sometimes you'd see the head eating plumb off. And I think, Personally, I have no proof of this, but I think our water quality has steadily gotten worse 
from even from the beginning maybe and now we're pulling water from the bottom of the cup so to speak but all the sediment all the bad things in the water has it's gone down it's all settled out and I guess six or seven years ago I quit putting anything in in the water or in the well in the way of a boat that wasn't stainless steel because it, it got so bad that one or two that we pulled back when I made the decision to change, all the bolt heads had rotted off and the pump separated. And that was the reason it had to be pulled and taken out of service, you know, and fixed. And I don't anticipate it getting any better. Uh, the well field for White River between Rawls and Crosbyton, there's one well out there that has a really high saturation of arsenic in it. And arsenic is a, a thing that's already there. It's more concentrated than it used to be because it's in a smaller, there's not as much water where it's at. The water table has come down. Uh, the state only allows a certain amount, so many particles per million or, or whatever, and uh, they actually have to mix that water with other water out on the well field before it gets into the storage tank to get, the, to get that diluted enough to where it will pass. But I feel like, and, and we see more pipe damage. You know, put steel pipe, and, and what's down in the water, in the well, we see uh, some, some wells, there might be a hole come in it every three, four, five years, and the pump has to be pulled because you're losing production. Uh, some instances, we put stainless pipe in the water. I've done that two separate occasions in the last, I guess it was three years ago. And it's pretty expensive, but it gets away from the problem. How do you match up the right pump to a certain well? Well, you have to have some information, and the farmer, normally, he may not know what he needs, but he can give you the information you need plus information that you uh, find when you pull the pump. In other words, we need to know how deep the well is. We need to know the farmer may, may have a pretty good idea of how many gallons a minute that it will pump. Uh, you can also just look around this well and say, well, that well over there does this. And this, you know, the end of immediate vicinity because it's going to be very similar to what's around it. Uh, then you uh, you would gauge this as of course you look in a book and it's got uh, the capabilities of the pump and we'll say this one pump will pump 100 gallons a minute 
from 300 feet. Uh, let's say that's a 15 horse. Well, if you went to the same, if you were going deeper but you needed the same amount of water, you would have to have a, a bigger pump and a bigger motor because you having to pump the water higher and which requires more horsepower. But the services that we offer here, and, and this has been a, a lifelong endeavor, and, and the closer I get to the end, the more important it is to treat people right, to give them what they need, and you know, don't oversell, don't omit anything. Uh, we do a, a specific thing when we sell a pump. We'll go back and start it after the electricity has been turned on. And we make sure that everything is doing the way it's supposed to be doing before we turn it over to the farmer. Uh, we do all facets of what's going on there. In other words, if the farmer has a problem with electricity, we'll take care of that. If there's a problem with the electrical box, the, the electric motor in the hole, the, the, the pump that's in the well, uh, he's only got one guy to look at. That's me. And... Uh, we're responsible for everything we do, and we don't let anything out to another contractor because we can't control what he does and what he doesn't do. And I started doing that when, when a partner left in 95. Uh, and we've cut our warranties way down. We've cut inconveniences to the farmer. We've cut the farmer's downtime with a pump because it's sized correctly. Uh, it's got the right size pipe, the right size wire, and, and all this has to be figured out. It ain't. A, it's not a one size of anything fits all. Every pump has certain requirements. And if you put too small a wire in there, it's going to basically starve the motor, which ain't, which with electricity, and that's not good. If you put too big a wire in there, you've cheated the farmer because bigger wire costs more money and he didn't need to spend that money. But uh, I sold out at the first of the year to another gentleman, and uh, he's got the same mindset, and he's going to move forward the same way, and that's what I wanted. I wanted my people to be taken care of. Uh, I've got one or two fourth-generation customers. Uh, you know one of them real well, and uh, he would he would tell you things about what I am past just selling him stuff. You know, 
And I've evolved that away because I seen this partner that left in 95. He got phone calls at home. People was eating him out about he didn't do this and that broke and this don't work and that's too big and I don't get any phone calls at home. I finish everything. If you do stuff right, first of all, you don't you don't get very many whether you're at home or at work. Uh, but if you do things right, you show up when you say you're going to show up. Nobody's going to mess with you at home unless it's an emergency. And that's all I ever get. Either that, somebody might call and just kind of want to visit about something. But I don't do hardly any business after I shut that door. Well, it's great. It's great. It's kind of like this fellow you know real well. Uh, and, and everybody goes through life if they would remember one thing. If you can control your own destiny, that'll be the best position you'll ever be in. And it, it has doesn't have to do with uh, business. It has to do with everything in life. You want to be able to control it. You don't need to control other people. That's not what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, if I work for somebody and I do a sloppy job, I'm going to pay. You know, they're going to be mad. They're going to be this. Well, if I control that, I'm happy. I don't get any of that. And everything that, that you might have a little drama on, you stop and think, well, now, how can I deal with this to get rid of the drama and, and be able to control what's happening to me? Could you give kind of a rundown on what y'all manufacture and repair? We make uh, stock cutter units. Uh, I was the one that developed the third spider. Uh, since which uh, Sam Stevens picked up on and they offer that uh, and some of the other welding shops are, have gotten into that uh, we make uh, sand fighter units uh, which was a, a good product we can make them cheaper than the implement houses sell them and uh, Right off the bat, the first thing we found out was the units that run behind the big tires on the tractor, they broke. I mean, they just, you know, if you have a year where the ground is hard there, really been packed, these things will break in half. So after seeing that, I come up with this idea and, and we used some old pump shafting that was way bigger and it was a better grade of material and we machined the ends down where they would fit the where the original bearings would fit and then built the unit around the nucleus of this heavier shaft and there's one fellow in the county that's got a reputation that he can tear anything up and the first one we made, 
we let him have it. That was nearly three years ago, and it ain't broke yet, and he's been back to buy more. And uh, I've, we've sold gangs to fit a complete unit, like a 17 or 19 row, and generally, as far as I can tell, we're, we're in the neighborhood of half what the implement house is selling those for. We save the farmer money on, on, on uh, bearings for their plows because we don't, our margins are not pushed up as high as the implement company's margins are. Um, if, if a farmer breaks something that's on a plow or a tractor, it's, it's real expensive to replace. More than likely, we can fix it, uh, sometimes for just a fraction of the cost. We make special things. Uh, we just got through putting a set of hay forks on a Caterpillar loader that had heavy the attachment. The part of the attachment that fit the loader and it was a quick detach thing was real heavy duty and you couldn't buy this this thing to put on this hay fork. So one of our good customers in Lorenzo recommended that man come here and uh, we got it fixed for him like he wanted it and uh, he's happy. And he's going to come back and trade with us on his pumps. And we've never dealt with him before. What's the best thing about what you do? Well, it's, it's mostly two things. I like to deal with people and, and try to solve their problems. And I really enjoy making things. Uh, somebody comes in, they've got to have... They, all they got in their mind's an idea. That's what I really like to work with, and I can take that idea and, and, and uh, put it on a piece of paper and then make it out of steel. Uh, I love that. I, I always have. When I was a little kid, I liked to take things apart and see if I could put them back together. I got in trouble doing that some. <laughs> So, do you feel like y'all's attention to detail when you're working on a job increases your customer's loyalty to your business? It, it increases their confidence in trading here, uh, and it may put some loyalty in their mind, not just towards me, but maybe towards other people, possibly, that try to do some of the same things. Uh, if I can help my pump customers with their everyday problems and save them money, sometimes it's not much, but through a year it might be a lot of money, then that might be the difference between life and death. You, I mean, you never really know, but a dollar saved is a dollar earned. Uh, you know, and you got to get to where you can stand on your own two feet before you be anybody. But 
you know, we've always offered that kind of thing. Uh, every, well, every year there's something else comes up that we could do and would help. And, uh, you know, we, we make parts for some other companies locally that uh, has to do with cotton harvest. That gentleman's a good pump customer, and I've always helped this implement thing that he he runs, and you know we work good that way. Everybody needs to try to get along. If you can, it's just like paying it forward. If you can turn around, if somebody helps you. Maybe you would eventually get into the mindset that you might help another fella. Uh, I know a guy we made some stuff for. Then he come back and we made a bunch more stuff for. And I said, what are you going to do with all this? He said, I'm going to give some of this to my friend because I think it's going to help him with his harvest. He's, he's thinking the same way I am. That's good. That's what you're supposed to do in life. And that's it for this week. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. And thank you again to Cody West for allowing me to use his song, Melody. I hope you all have an awesome start to your new year. And please remember to check back again next week for another great episode about the people of the Plains. I don't know the answers, but the question.